You're listening to the Screeners Podcast Network. From the big screen to the small screen and everything in between, this is the Screeners Podcast, where all media is appreciated, but none is safe. Hello again and welcome to another episode of the Screeners. This is Chad. Sorry, I zoned out. This is Daniel. <laughs> and I'm April. And we're back to talk all things media. You leave that, leave that in. <laughs> I'm definitely leaving. Perfect, that in. perfect. Uh, it's a well-oiled machine, people. That's why you listen. Uh, we're very excited tonight to talk about the return to the Breaking Bad universe in the Netflix film El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie. We also have a very fun top three. But before we get into all of that, we wanted to remind you to please find us on our social media channels. On Facebook, search for The Screeners Podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, at ScreenersCast. Or you can send us an email, ScreenersCast at gmail.com. And it would really help us out if you get a chance to jump over to iTunes, leave us a five-star review, a comment, as it helps other people to discover the podcast. And with that out of the way, let's get back to Walter White and Jesse Pinkman in El Camino. Breaking news. A horrific scene with multiple victims. It started when neighbors reported hearing hundreds of gunshots fired. When Albuquerque police arrived, they discovered the bodies of nine male victims, many shot multiple times. Veteran police officers calling the level of carnage, quote, staggering. Apparently, a remote-controlled machine gun was used in the killings. Investigators are searching for a person of interest who fled the scene. Anyone with information on this massacre is asked to call police immediately. All right, El Camino. A Breaking Bad movie. IMDb plot summary says a sequel, of sorts, to Breaking Bad following Jesse Pinkman after the events captured in the finale of Breaking Bad. Jesse is now on the run as a massive police manhunt for him is in operation. Uh, Obviously stars Aaron Paul and then a bunch of other Breaking Bad people that I don't know if it's a spoiler or not to say if they're in this film. Breaking Bad, El Camino, back on the... Big screen after when did Breaking Bad end? What year is that? Was that twenty? I believe it was twenty twelve. Yeah, that's, that's what I want to say. Actually, so, no, I think it was twenty thirteen. Twenty thirteen. Yeah, that that I think sounds right. So six ish years since the finale of that show. Um, I'm very curious what you guys think. Uh, I my Breaking Bad history is a little strange, so my take on this film will probably be a little different because I watched hmm. the first five episodes of season one. And I was watching it by myself at the time and just kind of lost interest. And it was just a little dark for me by myself. And then I watched the entire final season. So That's all you've seen? Oh, no. Yeah, yeah, it's strange. No. Um, no. I watched it. I only watched the final season because Beecher, who's my now husband, was dating him at the time, was like super into it. And so he wanted to watch it. And I was not going to be lame and not watch it. So I just asked him a million questions through every episode to figure out what was going on. And so I know I, enough. I hate to tell you, he is not a good fiance wow. or boyfriend. Beecher. He allowed you to watch the last season without the middle part. Beecher. Shame on you, Beecher. I'm so disappointed. Shame <laughs> on you. He did tell me season two was just awful. So I he, mean, that's not true. He said it was just like watching a marriage fall apart. Oh my goodness, Beecher. <laughs> I feel like I need okay. to he needs to be on this show, not me. My um, goodness. But anyway, so that's my If history. he thinks that the season season two is terrible, then we've got to get him on this show. Is for that sure. is that the one where the marriage falls apart? Like it's just like a te- deterioration. I don't know. I'm terrible at A lot more 
happens in that. I'm sure. We gotta have here's here's what we gotta do. We gotta get Beecher on a Breaking Bad revisit episode, yes. and then it's gonna be a double feature where we also review Goodfellas with Tyler. Uh, since he called that where the we worst can movie shame ever made. Both of them. Yeah, I like yeah. it. <laughs> he would totally be down. All right, cool. Well, now that you guys know my terrible history with Breaking Bad and how my opinions really probably don't matter. Your opinions always matter, April. Oh, thank you, Daniel. Uh, well, let's start with you, Daniel, because that was such a nice compliment. <laughs> um, <laughs> what did you, what, your history with Breaking Bad? Yeah. I'm assuming you've seen it all. I'm probably I the have. only one that hasn't. Um, <laughs> so, like, your history with Breaking Bad, what you thought about the show briefly, and then kind of your just general spoiler free thoughts about the film. Well, I'm, I'm fascinated. It's now dawning on me that we, we just a couple weeks ago reviewed the Downton Abbey movie, uh, which feels very similar to this in term not in, not exactly in the plot, but uh, in terms of it's a you know sequel movie for some reason. And I didn't see Downton Abbey, and then I reviewed that, and you haven't seen the entirety of Breaking <laughs> Bad, and now you're reviewing this. So you know it works. It's what we do here at Screeners. So yep. uh, my history with Breaking Bad. I started watching it. I forget what season, but I I know that I caught up with it on Netflix. Um, I did not watch it. uh, I did not watch... uh, I did not start watching it when it was on TV. So I think it was um, probably... I think I watched the first three seasons uh, like in a row when it was on Netflix. And then season four uh, and on, I watched as they were on TV. Um, And so I, I, I watched the finale, you know, in real time when it aired. Like any, you know, rational human being who's seen the entirety of the show, uh, it's one of the best TV shows that's ever existed. Um, it is, it's just phenomenal. You know, thankfully, Netflix has this uh, great recap. Uh, like, it was almost, it felt long. It felt like three to three to five minute recap before El Camino started. Did you guys watch that? I did not. I watched it because I needed to. Yeah, yeah you needed to. <laughs> um, that was a really well done recap because uh, I, I, it's actually been, it's been probably I, I uh, rewatched the show with my wife shortly after we got married in spring of 2014. So that's probably the last time that I saw it. So it's been probably five years since I've seen the show. So it's been a while, but yes, I love it, and the recap really helped uh, kind of refresh the show in my mind a little bit. And it's just so good. It's so so good. And so I was I was going into this movie. I wasn't really excited because you know the movie we we knew going into it. The movie picks up immediately after the show ends, even though it's, it ended six years ago. And and we knew that it was all about what happens to Jesse. And the thing with that is, the way the show ends, I don't I don't need to know what happens to Jesse. That's kind of. I love the way the show ended. I love that it ended. So spoilers for the end of Breaking Bad. We kind of have to spoil that much. I won't spoil the film. Mm-hmm. But the, 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 the series ends with him driving off. And it's this bittersweet ending of he's finally free. He's not only free of his immediate circumstances, but he's free of Heisenberg. He's free of Walter White. And that was that was all the ending that I needed. And so I wasn't really excited for this in terms... Just because I, there were no questions that I have. It's not like I was going into I, the show ended and I was like, oh well, what happened? What did he do? Where did he go? What like I don't need to know any of that. But I love Aaron Paul. I love Vince Gilligan. I love this this universe. And so I was I was relatively excited just just for those pieces of it. Um, so my thoughts on the film itself. It's a good movie. Um, it's a very good movie. Vince Gilligan is such a great storyteller. This this movie, big, more than anything else, is just a reminder of how good of a storyteller he is. He wrote and directed this. It's actually his feature debut. 
uh, it brings us right back into this amazing story, these phenomenal characters that that we love for all those episodes. Aaron Paul reminds us why we love Jesse and loved his performance. Um, the story is is occasionally heartbreaking. It's always engaging, and and there were a few scenes in particular that were really really gripping there's there's this one sequence inside an apartment that is phenomenal that i really want to talk about um that worked really well and you know it just reminded me how much gilligan he he's able to create this this fantastic pacing it's somehow never in a rush it's kind of a calm pace but it's always moving and always engaging and so that's i just love the pace of this and and it's the same pace as the show the show really it never felt rushed, um, but it never felt slow or dead in any way. And so, yeah, I, I so I, I really, really enjoyed this movie, but it's still unnecessary. That's kind of what I take away from this. It's a very good movie, but at the same time, unnecessary. It doesn't answer any questions for me. It doesn't bring anything new to the table. In fact, it's kind of exactly what I already had pictured Jesse's you know next few steps would be, um, where he would end up, those kind of things. It's, it's exactly what I imagined. So, it doesn't really add anything. It just feels like an episode of the TV show, which is fine. I mean, that's not. There's nothing wrong with that. It's just it doesn't feel like a movie to me. Um, it doesn't. It didn't add anything at all to my experience of the show. Really, it was just kind of nice dipping dipping my toes back into the pool of Breaking Bad. You know, um, kind of revisiting that world, and uh, it's it's very it's it's very good. So yeah, that's that's kind of my opinion of the movie. Really, the biggest takeaway I have from this is just. Like I said, it's a great reminder of how crazy talented Vince Gilligan is and and how really sad it is, in my opinion, that he's never left the Breaking Bad universe at all since Breaking Bad started. He hasn't done anything else. And I don't know why that is. You know, he went from Breaking Bad to Better Call Saul, which I, I hear is amazing, and I'm sure that it is. It is. Um, no, it is amazing. I, 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 I believe it's that. I really phenomenal. do. I really do believe that. But it, that's all he's done is he did Breaking Bad, Better Call Saul, and now El Camino, and that's it. And he's so talented that I want to see what other stories he has to tell. Like, I know, uh, like, take some risks, do something, do a movie, do a TV show, whatever. Like, he's just so talented. I want to see anything else from him because he, I feel that he's, he's, he's just revisiting this over and over again and he doesn't need to. So, so that's, that's, that's where I'm at. Uh, Very good movie. Very good. Uh, I don't have any real qualms with it, um, but it's pretty much just an episode of the TV show. So there you go. All right. Pretty decent review. Chad, how about you? I very much like Daniel agree that Breaking Bad is an all-time great television show. It's one of those things. I actually saw the show. I I caught up. Season two had just started, so I binged season one. I don't remember how I did it back in the day. Somehow I watched all of season one and caught up with uh, season two somewhere around episode two or three live, and then from that moment forward, I watch the show as it happened. It is one of those shows very much like Game of Thrones where I would DVR the show and then wait until I had three or four shows at a time that I could hammer through Mm. that way uh, as opposed to watching it week over week until the last season, which I think probably the last four or five episodes, just out of abject fear of being spoiled, I would uh, watch every episode live. And Walter White is one of the most iconic characters ever written and conceived uh, for a lot of different reasons, not just because he's a cool anti-hero, which he is, but really because Vince Gilligan was able to write his his character in such a layered 
uh, and nuanced way that you were able to be disgusted by his actions while at the same time understanding to some degree why he did what he did. And it's just just some of the finest writing and acting that's ever been put to television. So yeah, I mean, Breaking Bad's an all-timer forever. So April, go back and watch this show, please. <laughs> but I already um, know what happens. It, it won't matter, I promise. It won't matter. Okay. Uh, which leads me leads me to this movie. I wholeheartedly agree that this movie is not necessary while at the same time saying that, but it's more than welcome. It is a very good film. Uh, it's interesting how you can go years and years without being inside the, the universe of one of these shows. And within the first 15 minutes of this one, you're immediately back into the pacing of the editing, the pacing of the action, <clears throat> the way that the world feels. And it's just like putting on an, you know, a familiar blanket around a fire, right? It's like, oh, yes, I'm back in the land of Breaking Bad. And I mean that in, in a good way. I love how Gilligan, he's been the showrunner since its inception, been very involved with the story and the writing, directed several episodes. He has this very interesting way of spending a lot of time lingering on very mundane things and it's sort of the mundanity of of the everyday that makes it unique i mean there's there's a sequence in here that we can't talk about until we get to spoilers where they are uh he's flipping through television channels and looking for something specific and instead of it just being like any other show where he'd turn it on and flip to two channels and then it would be exactly what he was looking for he flips through like 10 or 11 <laughs> channels right there's a, another moment where they're disposing of something and i, I don't want to get too specific about what that is but they spend a lot of time on the practicality of what it would take to do this thing and there's there's just this sense of tone and as i've said in the past and as uh, well-worn kind of thought that for me a director's job obviously is to deal with actors but it also is almost exclusively about tone management and if Vince Gilligan does anything mm. he creates and manages the tone of Breaking Bad in such a masterful way that even if the story from just a plot to plot moment isn't revelatory it's still marvelously entertaining mm. to just go for the ride. And so for me, that's what El Camino is. It's a solid two hours of pleasure for anyone who loved the series. I think Aaron Paul's performance is wonderful. Uh, I think that as an actor, you, you, you get a, a, a you get some, I don't think it's a spoiler to say you get some flashbacks in this film, even though they're not actual flashbacks but they're made to be flashbacks and you can see how just as an actor from the the way that this character his character has evolved uh is just it's it's beautiful it's it's heartbreaking and, and beautiful uh and hilarious at the same time this this film is filled with a lot of cameos and i've seen some criticism of calling this movie fan service and i don't think i just don't think that's fair yeah, because at yeah. some point fan service what does that even mean if if it's if it's good and what what the writing is good the performances are good and it also lets us return to these places that we are fond of then great i mean i don't think fan service in and of itself is a fair critique um now there you can pander and fan service can be bad but i do not think that's what's happening here because very much like what daniel said we're not learning anything new here. Mm -hmm. We're not necessarily there. There wasn't a dangling mystery at the end of the of the series. It's widely known that the finale of Breaking Bad was hailed as 
the perfect way to end a series like this. It was yeah. the anti-lost that didn't that people were so <laughs> split over. This landed the plane perfectly, and people loved it. I think that this is just a, a a nice companion piece, a slow burn epilogue that really does provide some sense of closure, even closure that we didn't necessarily need, but closure for a character who has been put through the ringer time and time again. And we get to at least, even though we didn't need to know it, I don't object to now knowing it because the performances are great. The cinematography is great. And he sets up so many, Vince Gilligan sets up so many classic Breaking Bad moments where the tension is just ratcheted to 10. And then he doesn't leave. He doesn't cut away. And then you just have to sit there and sizzle in it for a while. And it's uncomfortable and at the same time wonderful. Big thumbs up. I think I'm probably even a little more positive than Daniel. Uh, Like a zero to five star for me. This is probably four stars. So uh, I very much, very much enjoyed the film. Awesome. Very, very positive review. Uh, I feel like I echo what both of you guys said, but as someone who didn't see the whole series, there were obviously a few moments where I was like, Peter, who's that? <laughs> and he was like, yeah. shut up, just watch it. Um, <laughs> but wasn't that nostalgic? Because that's kind of how you guys were dating it was. Uh, last season. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I don't know if those were the fondest of memories, but um, yeah, it was, it was fun. But I will say one thing that the, fil- uh, the film did well was... Just when I would be about to annoy Beecher to explain what was happening, they did a flashback that pretty much explained it. So I was able to, I mean, I saw the whole last season. So, and I've seen all Better Call Saul. And so I know like the world and everything. So I, I wasn't too confused. I really wasn't all that confused. Um, But I I just think uh, Vince Gilligan just does an amazing job when um, just making like normal mundane criminal acts um, showing it in a really creative way that you don't normally see in television or in film. And we can talk more about that in like spoilers of some of the really cool things that he did. But yeah, uh, for me, it didn't really feel like a film. Daniel kind of hit mm. that on the head. It definitely feels more like an extended episode of television. It's really good television, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, I enjoyed it. I, I obviously what I think I'll, it, it'll be forgettable. It wasn't like, Hmm. I feel like we could have assumed that everything that happened in this happened just from the ending of Breaking Bad, but it was it was a fun ride though. I'm not mad that I watched it. It was it was good. I don't really have like really strong opinions one way or the other. So yeah. So so as fans of Better Call Saul, what what do you think about kind of what I was saying about Vince Gilligan wanting him to kind of get get out of this universe? As good as he is in the universe, mm-hmm. I I just want to see him do other things. Do you guys feel that way? Yeah, I mean, I would love for him to, once he's done with Better Call Saul, I would love to see him do that. I am just really enjoying Better Call Saul, Mm. so I want more of that. (laughs) And I was a skeptic of Better Call Saul when it was announced. It's like, come on, we just did Breaking Bad. Now we're going to back up into a prequel with this character that we love, but come on. And I could not have been more wrong. Mm-hmm. This show is brilliant from top to bottom. So it's also quite, I, I mean, it's similar in a lot of ways to Breaking Bad, but it's pretty different too. Yeah, I, I think it still has a lot of the same creativity and it's got the crimi- criminal acts and all that stuff, but it's just a little, it's funnier and it's more lighthearted, but it's still, it can still get really meaty. And it, Daniel, you need mm. to watch it. You would like it. You do. I, I will. I, I know I watched most of the first season and then... Um, for, I think I think uh, the next season wasn't available on Netflix at that time, so I just never kind of went back to it. But yeah, I definitely will. It's it's. I think one the of first three seasons are on Netflix right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying back back when I started it. Yeah, the, yeah, yeah. The other ones weren't available. So yeah, I definitely. Yeah, will. but I philosophically I agree with your premise, Daniel. I would love to see him do 
something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But yeah. what he's doing right now is so good that I want sure. him to finish that, especially as as uh, well as he finished Breaking Bad. I can't wait to see how he brings uh, this specific story that he's telling to mm-hmm. an end. Yeah. Uh, I'm thrilled with what that could be. And then, yeah, then go do some other things because he's supremely talented. Right, right, right. Yeah. Well, before we jump into spoilers, why don't we go through our recommendations? And obviously, this is a Netflix film, so it's pretty much either stream it or skip it are only two options, but we'll just do our recommendations anyway. So, Daniel, stream it or skip it? Uh, Only see this if you're a fan of the show, of course. Um, This is not for anyone else this is only for fans of the show and so if you are a fan if you fit that demographic then definitely you should watch it i think it is very good it's a very good movie well i should say it's it's like watching a very good episode of breaking bad which is mm-hmm. i mean that's a that's, that's a high recommendation right, right there breaking bad is, is yeah. fantastic so don't don't necessarily expect something grand or different or anything it feels exactly like the tv show um and so yeah for fans of the show it's absolutely worth a watch Sweet. Chad. Agreed uh, with everything. Uh, Do not watch this if you haven't seen the show, April (laughs) and Beecher. I can't believe you, Beecher. I can't get over this. I've seen enough of it. No, that's that's so sad. (laughs) Not seeing the whole thing is not seeing enough. (laughs) Not enough. Uh, But yes, if you've seen the show, this is a no-brainer. This is not just a callous cash grab. It is a needed, but it is a, for me, it was worth the trip back. So yeah, definitely see it. Definitely see it. Yep, and I will say the same. If you've seen the show or the first four episodes in the final <laughs> season, then you should watch it because I think you'll enjoy it. <laughs> Let's just go to spoilers. The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. Well, you look nervous. Is it the scars? You want to know how I got them? But there's so many places it would never occur to a hawk to hide. However, the reason the Führer's brought me off my house in Austria and placed me in French cow country today is because it does occur to me. In the dream, I knew that he was going on ahead. He's fixing to make a fire somewhere out there in all that dark and all that cold. And I knew that whenever I got there, he'd be there. And then I woke up. Uh, one thing that I thought was really cool and creative was uh, towards the beginning of the film when um, Jesse's trying to first escape. It basically takes us right back to the moment when Breaking Bad ends and there's an explosion and he's driving away and then he goes to his friend's house and the friends who are idiots somehow come up with this brilliant plan of what to do with the three different cars of driving one to the border and I don't know. I just thought that whole thing was just super creative. I was like, wow, that was really smart. I would have never thought yeah. of that. Um, but yeah, what it like? What kind of spoilers did you guys want to get into? Well, the, my my favorite scene in in the film was when uh, that, there's that whole extended sequence of Jesse raiding. Um, what's what's uh, Jesse Plemons' character's name? I forget. Um, anyway, I don't he, know, but I hate that guy. Oh yeah, so much. Jesse Plemons plays that how much character. I hated him he, until I saw him. He plays that character so. <laughs> Perfectly, because he is—he's the opposite of like a typical villain. Of you know, he's mm-hmm. not the scheming, uh, tw- twirling mustache kind of guy at all. Like he does not play the character that way at all, which makes him so much worse. It's—it's mm-hmm. it's phenomenal. Yep. But anyway, he's so, just my so nonchalant about like exactly killing people. Oh, so good. Jesse Plemons doesn't get enough 
credit i almost forgot that he was in it and then as soon as i see this again i'm like oh yeah he's he's so good in this and by good i mean terrible um so todd todd so so jesse is is kind of raiding todd's apartment um for the cash and so he's tearing out the whole place and all this stuff and then cops show up and that whole sequence the cops show up jesse's hiding he doesn't know we don't know how he's gonna get out and then uh, he he pulls the gun on the one cop, and then the reveal that they're not actually cops. That was that was oh, so yeah. good uh, because I didn't see it coming at all. Mm-hmm. Like that caught me so off guard. Um, even all the way up until Jesse finds it out. Um, that was so, so well balanced. It was just it was tense and gripping and surprising throughout that whole sequence. So I loved that. Um, what did you guys think I of agree. that sequence? Yeah, it was fantastic. I especially loved. The dialogue, you know, Gilligan uses dialogue mm-hmm. to enhance the action in such a way when as soon as the first guy that Jesse got the drop on says, Lieutenant, come in, mm-hmm. you you know that something's weird. And then when they when they actually draw down on each other and then the cop who normally would de-escalate right. when he kept his gun pointed at him and said, that's not how this works. My gun's at you. Your gun's at me. And uh, so what are we going to do now? And they've, it's just so mm-hmm. well written that it, it just ratchets the tension up. It's, it's so great. It's so well written in a way that doesn't also reveal the twist. Right. Like yeah. once you go back, you go, oh, I get it now. Like even when he was calling him lieutenant, I yeah. knew he knew something was up, but I didn't know exactly why. Like, well, he's sure, just calling agreed. for his lieutenant. But right, now, you know, right. oh, it's why was he calling? It was, that was so good. That was so good. It is. And it's just those it's those little Vince Gilligan touches, especially in this movie, which he did this over the show quite a bit. Mm-hmm. And I feel like just because he only had two hours, he threw in more of these kind of gimmicks per minute than would have happened over the sure, show. Yeah, totally. mm-hmm. But like it's the thing of like him. That he, after spending hours and hours and hours ransacking the apartment, he finally gets the cash that drops out of the refrigerator door. And right when he picks it up, instead of us being able to celebrate the knock on the door mm-hmm. or the, the police are at the door. Right. It's those you never are out of the out of danger in yep. those in those moments. Mm-hmm. And it feels natural like it never feels like a, like Almost hearing it that way, if I hadn't seen the show, I would be like, oh, that sounds like annoying. It almost sounds like a soap opera of it. There's always another thing. But it doesn't feel that way when you're watching the show. It just feels so natural. Yeah. Yeah. Man, he's just really a master of tone It's really, and, and tension. So I love good. the editing, too, right before that scene where they do the bird's eye view of the apartment oh, yeah. where he's searching for the money. That was a great shot. Like, wow, that's really cool. Yeah. Super yeah, good shot. A, a big shout out to the cinematography just in, in general in this film, not just mm-hmm. the, the image look, but he used a lot of canted angles and twisting cameras, but not in a way that it drew itself uh, or drew attention to itself just to show it off. But it actually in those scenes was adding to whatever the emotion of those scenes were. The scene that I it's a classic Breaking Bad scene. The, the scene at the end with the drawdown where the guy turns around and closes the door and then turns around to face and it becomes this Western. Mm-hmm. When you de- very much like what you said, Daniel, when you describe it on paper, it sounds like this is the most, this is so ridiculous. But you know, at some point, Jesse is going to be confronted with this, this choice. He's been trying to avoid violence. And his character throughout the history of the show mm-hmm. is always trying to be the peacemaker and avoid conflict. So there's really only one way this movie is going to end, and that's going to be with a forced conflict. And I love the way that they did it, especially, you know, his his attention to detail where after he 
gets the guy because that's one of the things that Breaking Bad always did is they always painted themselves into a corner and you never knew how they were going to get out and then they were always smarter than whatever they were facing and at the 11th hour they got out of it so I loved that they kept that theme going where he had the second gun in his pocket but then when the other guy picks it up instead of this Hollywood shootout they're literally firing like 10 or 15 shots and not hitting each other which is exactly (laughs) how it would be so I loved I just loved that scene and what it represented as a callback to the show and uh, a great kind of return to the show from Robert Forster who we should mention passed away the same day Mm. that this movie came out Um, yeah a uh, really great, great character actor. I had just rewatched Jackie Brown not long ago, which he's great in. Uh, but yeah, his whole sequence is is really good as well. Did yeah, y'all? I, sure. I don't know if y'all know who this band is, but there was a song from Family mm. Force Five. Oh yeah, that, that was so <laughs> random. <laughs> so that's a uh, Christian rock band. Yeah, yeah. I, I've actually interviewed that band before for the Dove Awards. Uh, <laughs> I I was in one of their music videos. What? Nice. So, Daniel, are you an extra in every like random thing random you're going to talk about? Wait, well, which, that was the one that what, filmed at our school. So, which song? I want to look for you now. Do I want to reveal which one? Yes, yes <laughs> because you do. it's embarrassing. Uh, wobble. Wobble. Yeah. yeah. Oh. So, my wife and I are in the elevator with a bunch of other people. I'm talking oh on a cell gosh. phone. I'm not a big. I'm just a featured extra. You know, look, I mean, uh, look. No, I'm fending brag. off autographs every day. It's not a big deal. Yeah. Don't worry about sure. it. <laughs> That's hilarious. But yes, when that. I heard that, when that song came on, I was like, "What?" And it's like it's <laughs> over the scene where Jesse's like, the, the, all the guys in the in the warehouse are are like. Uh, they got prostitutes over. So I was yeah. just like, I was like, and Family Force 5 was the right choice for this. <laughs> I was like, yeah, do they, funny. does the band know what scene their song was going to be in? <laughs> I had questions. Well, it was like one of those things where you recognize the song and you recognize it before you realize like how you know it or who even yeah, sings yeah, yeah. it. So I was like, oh, this song. And I was like, wait, this is, this is Family Force 5. It was so funny. <laughs> so random. That is funny. What did you guys think about how it ended with the, he hands the letter, uh, and then we see that it was Brock, the child of his girlfriend who was killed at the end of season of the last season, mm-hmm. uh, and then he drives off, uh, and then cut to cut to title. How did you guys think about how that ended? Because the original idea was that we were actually going to get uh, voiceover of the the letter to Brock, but Gilligan decided at the last minute to huh. cut it. So oh, how did I'm that? How so did that land for we you? Didn't, we didn't hear what was in the yeah. letter. That would that would feel so unnatural for the show. Um, mm. It was good. I, I liked the ending. Um, I liked the semi ambiguity of it. I guess there's not. It's, I guess it's not really ambiguous. But but like I said in my initial review, like that that's that's basically what I pictured for Jesse's life. Like at, just from the finale of the show, I figured he would drive off. He would get out of town and go live. You know, Alaska feels exactly right. Like, of course, that's where Jesse's going to go. And um, so, yeah, so it, it's a it's a perfectly good ending. I, I kind of don't love that it just it kind of said said the thing it didn't need to say. You know what I mean? Like, I are, that's already what I assumed happened to Jesse. And now they just went ahead mm-hmm. and said it instead of leaving it to our imagination, which isn't a bad thing. It's just, again, like we've said already, it's just, you know, it's unnecessary, but it's fine. I just think it's for all the people that when Breaking Bad ended, it, there was just a hole of like, man, I just want more of it. And then, well, and then they got they an entire you- series called Breaking called Better Call Saul. That's true. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fair. Although, 
that, the penultimate scene is as close as it got to for me for being really heavy handed when it had the scene where she said the universe take let the universe take you where it will and then she says mm-hmm. I've already done that long enough I, I would I'd like to choose my own path moving forward and then he looks pensively off into the distance that is a microcosm of jesse's relationship all throughout breaking bad things are happening to him Mm -hmm. and uh, he has very little agency in that and so when he breaks free at the end I thought it was, while riding the line of being on the nose, I thought it was a nice little grace note for him yeah. to be able to finally say, you know what, right, I'm going to make the decision. I'm going to Alaska. You know, I'm going to uh, going to write this letter to the boy who's, mom died and who was poisoned to let him know that I'm I'm sorry. So I thought I thought it was nice. I thought it was good. Yeah. And it still leaves the possibility for future film. Uh, please mm. don't. Please. Be like, don't Walter's even. still alive. Heisenberg lives. I'm Breaking so glad. Bad, Alaskan for, Frontier. First of all, I am so glad that this movie did put an end to the nonsense of is Heisenberg alive? Like, oh, that's it's nonsense. Did it just because we heard it on the radio doesn't make it oh true, Daniel? Oh my gosh! <laughs> if he is alive, I, the it, it so annoys me when people clamor for that because that removes like that ruins the end. If he is alive, that totally ruins the ending of the show. That would be a that would be a disservice and a and a violation of everything that Breaking Bad built up to for him to be alive. So I'm I'm really glad. I really didn't think that that would happen in this movie, but I'm very glad that it didn't. Agreed. Anything else that you guys want to talk about in spoilers before we go to I don't our know top if I've three? I don't know if I've mentioned this yet, but I, I I want Vince Gilligan to make something else. Have I mentioned that? I'm not yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure. Familiar. I, did, I did love the confrontation between Jesse and um, Forrester's character where yeah. he goes off on him and he tries to act like he's so smart <laughs> and they would call you right back and then you yeah. see the police car pull up. I thought that was great. And that's, that's the, yeah, that, that was, was so great. good because I actually couldn't tell like if it was gonna let jesse be smart or if it was gonna be, have him be dumb i couldn't read it it was so good uh, it was great he tried to have his walter white moment <laughs> yeah. just did not work <laughs> it was so good yeah, yeah I, I think I, this i think it's good good it's, stuff it is good like especially the more we talk about it it's like this was really really good but more than anything it just makes me want to go rewatch the show which i haven't done in years and years uh just because mm. this is if it really feels exactly like the tone of the series like they it was a even after six years, well, I mean, I guess he's still making Better Call Saul, but even after all this time, he, it jumped right back into it. It, it feels like an act, exact continuation instead of, you know, losing something to time. Like, it feels like they picked yeah. right up where they left off. Yeah. And Gus Fring is one of the greatest villains of all time, period. I don't care what Beecher says. <laughs> hey, he loves him, actually. And he's in Better okay. Call Saul, so I know all about him. All right, all right. <laughs> The Better Call Saul version, anyway. Yeah. Cool. Well, let's do our top three. Three, two, one. The top three. For our top three this evening, we are inspired by El Camino, a Breaking Bad movie, of course. And so we are going to talk about movies based on TV shows. As we were talking through this in our in our chat, trying to figure out exactly what we were going to do today, um, we weren't sure. We were like, "Are there enough movies to go off of?" And I actually think this is this is going to be pretty good. There's actually more than I initially thought. More movies based on TV shows than I initially thought. So, as always, there are no real rules. So I'm curious. You know, we don't have Chris here to to 
to take these take this title as far as it can go but i'm curious <laughs> to see what you guys come up with as far as movies based on tv shows so lots to choose from but maybe some that uh, are, are off the beaten path so I'm, I'm curious to see what you guys have chad let's start with you what is your number three movie based on a tv show Daniel, I'm not sure how you didn't think there would be a lot of these since all Hollywood does is just rip each other right. off. I, you know, but, I had uh, more faith. Um, my number three, I realized as I started going through this list that, m- for me anyway, m- more of the better films have been either children's films or comedies. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah. with a few exceptions. Uh, and so, my original number three, I jumped right to it was Jackass the movie. Oh my <laughs> and gosh. The reason I did it and I've got to roll it back a little is because the these movies very much like April and and Beecher used to not let each other watch shows and then just talk <laughs> through the whole viewing experience. My wife and I when we first started dating, uh, she had never seen the TV show of Jackass and so somehow in our courtship we decided we should go see the one of the movies that came out and we laughed we cried so much we cried and laughed just nonstop. and it became kind of this thing where anytime a new jackass movie would come out we would go to opening night and it was really ridiculous but that's nostalgia talking so i'm going to roll that back because jackass is more of like a documentary <laughs> reality show kind of thing so my true number three is the Muppets. Mm. And so the question then becomes which Muppets? Because when I was a child, the Muppets take Manhattan and the, a Muppet movie and all that. I love them as a child. But I'm actually going to go out on a, a little limb here and say it's the remake, mm. the Jason uh, Siegel remake. I adore that movie even mm. to this day. I think it's wonderful for just a movie based on a TV show. It's the Muppets. All right. He says going out on a limb with the Muppets. All right. Yeah. Solid pick there. Uh, much better pick than than Jackass, and very on, man. <laughs> couldn't be more different. Um, True bo- story. Both documentaries, yes. But April, what is your number three movie based on a TV show? Well, my number three pick was going to be The Muppets Take Manhattan. Actually, mm. oh um, yeah, yeah. But instead, I decided to go with another movie that I actually really love, and that's Maverick. 1994 with Mel Gibson and Jodie Foster. I'll, I'll see your bet and uh, I'll call. I'm running low on chips here. Two paradise of a queen. Oh, lucky thing for me, I had three sixes. Sorry. Looks like you broke your losing streak. Nice pot. I don't see what's so great about it. Whoa, hey, where's the fire, son? I'm a gambler. You're a gunfighter. Fact of the matter is, if I'd have tried to face you down, I mean, what chance would I have had? Absolute zero. None, whatever. Was that fair? Not an amazing film, but I really enjoyed it. That movie is amazing. <laughs> I love it. Well, I good. love that movie. There you I have go. literally I no I have no knowledge of what this movie is. What? Really? Maverick? Yeah. Maverick. Jodie Foster, Mel Gibson, Cards, like Old West, Poker. poker. Oh, it's so good. I'm, I'm I'm shocked that I have no idea what this is. It is and it's based so on a TV good. show? What's the TV show? The TV show is also called Maverick, but oh, it's okay. in the fifties and I've never seen it. Gotcha. I did not even realize that that was an option. I would, that did not make me a top three where it would have April. That's a great pick. Yeah. I, I love that movie. It's huh. great. All right. I'll add yeah. it to my list. It's a good one. You should watch it. Uh, well, for a second, I thought we were going to all three uh, match up here because my number three is also 2011's The Muppets. Um, what? Yeah. So I absolutely love that movie. It is so perfect. pitch perfect. It's sweet and hilarious. Really, really funny. Uh, yeah. And just it just nails everything it's trying to do. The the music is great. 
um, mm-hmm. and and weird and quirky. And so, yeah, I just uh, it's a fantastic movie that I love just as much today as I did when it came out. So, oh, I'm glad, so glad you said that because when I said Muppets, you got strangely quiet, yep. and I yep. thought, oh, does he hate that movie? Yeah, <laughs> no, that's that's why I got quiet. Didn't want to play my good, cards good. too early. Like a maverick, maybe? Uh, I don't hey. know. I'm trying to connect. Okay. Uh, all right. We're going to move to our That's number lame. two picks. <laughs> uh, so, Chad, what is your number two movie based on a TV show? My number two is one that may show up on you guys on your list. I don't know. Uh, but it's a movie that I genuinely loved and have seen probably, I don't know, a dozen times or so. And that's The Fugitive. Mm. Uh it's I love the movie. I uh, didn't watch the TV show. I'm not sure. I haven't revisited this this one in a long time. I have no idea if it even holds up at all. But the uh, the original experience of watching The Fugitive was was pretty exhilarating, and I really loved it. I just watched The Fugitive for the first time a few months ago, and it totally holds up. Nice. Oh, it's good. good. Yeah. Good to know. Yeah. Good to know. Nice. Yeah. That's on my honorable mentions list. Great movie. I guess, like you, Chad, I haven't watched it in a long time, so that's why it didn't it didn't make my actual list. But yeah, I mean, and Tommy Lee Jones won his Oscar for it. I mean, that's yeah. pretty awesome. So yeah, it's a definitely definitely a good movie. Great pick. All right, April. What's your number two pick? All right. There's a million of these movies, and I didn't know which one to pick, so I'm just going with the original 1996 Mission Impossible. Hmm. Oh. Very good. Very, very good pick. pick. I, f- I have a feeling that Daniel's going to be very mm. mad at you. <laughs> so you went with the very so the very first mission. Is that, is that your favorite one? I mean, I don't know. They all honestly they all kind of run together and they're they're kind of very similar. I, it, it was between that or Ghost Protocol, and I haven't seen Fallout yet. No judgment. So whoa, I know, I know. What Fallout anyway, was literally was my just, number five movie of the. Is this year also year. Beecher's fault that you haven't seen that one? <laughs> I like to blame Beecher for as much yeah, things you as should, possible. Yeah, we should just always blame Beecher. I'm gonna, I like that. I'm going to tell him after this, like, you're mentioned a lot in this podcast. <laughs> Good. Um, yeah. No, I was just going to say Mission Impossible in general, but then I thought, y'all are going to yeah, make yeah. me pick one. So I was like, I'll just go original and... Not hey, the original that good. I haven't seen. Fallout, You'll just go original and pick maybe like the third worst one, but that's okay. <laughs> that's third whatever. Third just the whole series. Fourth worst. Screw y'all. <laughs> but <laughs> no, the, the original is great. There's only one bad Mission Impossible movie. So as long as you don't say Mission that's Impossible true. two, then I'm I'm not mad at you. That's uh, true. Yeah, no, that's that's a good, very solid pick. Um, I wonder if it's going to show up anywhere else. Mm. Um, all right, so my number two pick is not a Mission Impossible. It is another long-running series. It is the 2009 reboot of Star Trek. I couldn't believe it when the bartender told me who you are. Why are you talking to me, man? Your father was captain of a starship for 12 minutes. He saved 800 lives. Including yours. I dare you to do better. Enlist in Starfleet. I, unlike... The the modern version. Yeah, that's right. Unlike my brother, who uh, hosts co-hosts the Geek Car Check podcast, formerly known as the Next Trek podcast, I am not as much of a Star Trek nut as he is. 
the reboot is just it's so good and um, I think the design is really good they they modernized it without cheapening it and uh, I think the story is really engaging and uh, yeah it's really good and I, we don't talk enough about how that movie almost got nominated for best picture it got really close to being nominated for best picture and um, I would have had no problem with yeah, it although yeah. if Josh were on the show right now he would, his head would be exploding <laughs> uh, but yeah so I, I I love that movie a lot so that's my that's my number two pick that's a great pick Lots of Star Trek movies to choose from, but uh, yeah. for me, I, I'm not a big, as big of a fan of the earlier uh, movies as much. So, uh, all right, Chad, to you for your number one movie based on a TV show. I feel like I have to qualify this, but I don't care. I'm just going to go ahead and tell you. I don't care what you say or anybody else says oh about this pick. It is in my top three favorite comedies of all time, oh. and it may be my number one. I don't know. I need to re rethink through mm. that list but Bold. i love this movie it is endlessly rewatchable it's the style of humor that i just absolutely adore and when it came out it was a phenomenon and that is borat cultural <laughs> learnings of wow. america for the make benefit glorious nation of kazakhstan my name is borat i journalist for kazakhstan my government sent me to usna to make a movie film please you look in every regard, every scenario that I love that humor that's a mix of that uncomfortable feeling when you're confronted with all kinds of things. So he had a TV show first? Oh, it yeah. was. It was Do- a character in a TV show first. Yeah, Dolly G show. So anyway, I love this movie. Still love it to this day. And when I was just going through the list, I'm sure there are quote unquote better movies, but I don't think I have a movie that is that I enjoy more than that one. Uh, for a lot of different, it's not just, it's very layered and it's brilliant in my opinion and hilarious. Mm-hmm. So there you go. Well, Jackass wow. and Borat, no wonder wow. you took Jackass Two completely off. different things. Jackass is totally ridiculous and stupid and gross. <laughs> Borat is legit. But a dude in a, in, a, in a full thong um, walking around the beach. Yeah, it's just a different, yeah, very different. Listen, um, you're sitting down with a bunch of racist people <laughs> with in Alabama <laughs> at dinner with oh. your... Uh, come on, man. No, it's, 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 it's so good. It's, it's so it's good. good. It is good. Anyway, that's a, that's a solid pick. Uh, two recent episodes now mentioning Borat because uh, of Todd Phillips getting an Oscar nomination for that screenplay. I, uh, uh, oh, d- yeah, that's true. Definitely, I, I forgot. Yeah, I definitely didn't expect uh, to be mentioning Borat so often, but there Cultural you go. Cultural relevance. You can't get rid of it, <laughs> Daniel. Daniel. Tying everything together. <laughs> All right, April, what is your favorite movie based on a TV show? Okay, well, this one, as soon as I knew we were doing this top three, this one came to my mind immediately. Um, and it's a comedy, and I think it's absolutely hilarious and super well done. It surprised me. And that is 21 Jump Street. Oh, yeah. Nice. Hilarious. So good. Yep. So, absolutely so fantastic. Yeah, I, I, I love those movies. I, both of them, uh, I think they're both hilarious. And they I've never seen the TV show, but they yeah. I feel like they honor it, for, or at least from an outsider's perspective, honor it, you know, with Johnny Depp being in 22 Jump Street. Right. Um, without, yeah, they just make it their own thing. Yeah, so good. That's definitely my honorable mentions. Great pick. That's a great pick. 
For my favorite movie based on a TV show, shocker, yes, it's a Mission Impossible movie. <laughs> um, and so I had to go with my current favorite. They're all, like we already said, they're, they're all so good. There's only one bad one. Um, but my favorite is Fallout. I mm-hmm. absolutely love Mission Impossible Fallout. It, uh, it's, it takes everything that the series does well, and it just it just nails it. The incredible stunts, um, the incredible editing, uh, just the the story just is so good. It, new characters are phenomenal. So I, I love it. I love it, that series, and I love the latest one so so much. I can't wait for them to go to go to the moon, man. I can't wait for it. <laughs> uh, That's a great pick for yeah. sure. Yep. So uh, we definitely want to go around with some honorable mentions. I know I have quite a few, so I want to hear your guys' first. Uh, so, Chad, honorable mentions. I definitely had 22 Jump Street on there, um, and then I had two more. Actually, uh, not a lot of people love this or like this movie even, but I, I was quite charmed by it. That's The Man from Uncle. Mm. I thought that movie was fun. But one, and this is definitely a nostalgia pick, and you two kids will have no idea probably what I'm talking about. But in the 60s, there was a Swedish... Not that I was born in the 60s, so don't get all twisted. I'm not that old. <laughs> but there was a Swedish television series called Pippi Longstocking, mm. which resulted in a series of kids' films, which we discovered in the 80s, uh, The Adventures of Pippi Longstocking. She's this red-headed mm-hmm. girl in ponytails that has super strength. And my brothers and I, my, our parents, when we got a VCR, they discovered these films. And there's three or four of them that we watched. I mean, we had to watch them a hundred times a piece over the course of five years or so. And so for me, it has a special place in my heart. Pippi Longstocking. There you go. I feel like I watched a couple of those. I've uh, seen the cartoon. It used to come on Saturday cartoons, Pippi Longstocking. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Awesome. April, what are your honorable mentions? Uh, Well, I already mentioned uh, I I had the 2011 Muppets remake and then the Muppets Take Manhattan. I had Star Trek on there, the one that you mentioned. And then Mm -hmm. one that hasn't been mentioned yet that y'all might make fun of me for because in hindsight, it's probably... It did not get very good reviews. It's pretty terrible. But I loved this movie as a kid so much. I can't even tell you. And that is George of the Jungle. Oh, man. With Brendan Fraser. I have not watched that since I was a kid. (laughs) I know. I know it's a bad film. But I, I still could probably quote a lot of that movie. The heart wants what the heart wants. What can you do? I know. I can't deny it. Nice. Very good. Uh, for me, I, I had a lot that we already mentioned, 21 Jump Street. I had a few that I'm surprised we, we haven't mentioned yet. We had Wayne's World, which is so good. I actually thought, Chad, I thought you were building up for your number one that it was going to be Wayne's World. So there was that. No. Even uh, the Simpsons movie is fantastic. Really, Simpsons really good. good. Uh, yeah. get, get Smart. Um, El Camino would be on there. I mean, I really, I really like this movie a lot. And then two that, as I was scrolling through lists, I had totally forgotten both of these movies were based on TV shows because they don't feel like it at all. And that's Traffic, which is fantastic, based oh, on a British wow. TV show, um, Steven Soderbergh's movie. And then uh, from last year, uh, Widows, oh, also Widows. based, yeah, also based on that. a TV show, British TV okay. show. So yeah, uh, lots of good stuff there. Um, this was a good like throwback to a lot of a lot of movies that I've forgotten were based on TV shows. So uh, very yeah. good. I I liked this top three quite a bit. All right, everyone. Well, that about wraps up our our TV movie centered episode here. Our review of El Camino and our top three. Uh, thanks for joining us for this episode. We want to know what you guys think. Um, we know there are lots of Breaking Bad fans out there, so I want to know what you think of El Camino. Uh, did you find it unnecessary, or did you were you glad to see Jesse again? 
let us know. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter. So we want to hear from you. All right, with that, we will see you next week when we review Zombieland 2. And that's a wrap. You've heard what the screeners had to say. Now you be the critic. Head over to screenerspodcast.com and let us know what you think. See you next time.